The Players Association is, is maybe doing a poll that means something, even if it's unofficial. We'll talk about what that means for the season. And we'll talk about some revisionist history with Jason Tatum and the Phoenix Suns. And the Space Jam website is still up from 1996. We are going to take a look at this on the Wednesday edition of Locked on NBA. Let's go. You are Locked on the NBA, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA, the daily podcast covering everything you want to know about the association. On Wednesdays, I'm your co-host Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. And back again, I'm Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast at Nick Van Exit on Twitter. And before we jump into anything, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. So thank you, Nick, for subbing in today. Uh, There's a bunch of news and stuff going on around the NBA and it's all kind of silly and funny. And I love this sort of day when we get news like this. It's so interesting where we are right now because it seems like there's a section of people that say, let's just cancel the season. Like, why are we doing all this? Just cancel the season. Then there's another subsect that says we have to save the season at all costs. And then there's just this huge middle ground of people that don't know what to do at this point. And the NBA is kind of waiting out what is going to happen with this. I mean, there's just so many variables, so many things that could change between now and whenever. We don't even know when this is going to end. I mean, I think they have, what was it? The CBA now has a, they have a 60 day, waiting to throw out the CBA. And so I guess we're the 60 day period. Maybe will tell us, you know, the, the end of all this, yeah, whatever what it's gonna it be. Might be. So, well, we might've, the NBA is just looking into stuff. And today they decided to, I guess, do a poll of players to see how they feel about actually playing the season or not. Yeah, this is, this is a little interesting and it makes sense. And this is according to Woj over at ESPN. And he said, national basketball players association, regional executives started texting NBA players today, today with a yes or no question that will be kept confidential. That basically says, do you want to try and play again this season? Some are also apparently doing this through group texts, which I guess means it's not anonymous. They're also not all asking <laughs> the same question. Yeah. So the NBA Players Association then immediately comes out and goes, there's no formal poll going on, which just means there's an informal poll, but the Players Association to some degree or some people inside of it are trying to figure out if people want to play this year, which, you know, if you're a guy on the Warriors or, you know, do, do you care about playing? And I kind of get it. This is the big holdup. We talked about this on Lockdown Mavs for our Tuesday show is if you do all this stuff, you put all these things, parameters in place, you put all these safety precautions, you get the 15,000 tests that you need to continue the season. And there's a subsect of NBA players, or even maybe just a couple prominent players. What if Kawhi Leonard decides all those things aside, all those safety precautions and everything don't matter. I don't feel safe playing. I have people in my family, somebody I support that has, you know, is, you know, immunocompromised, like something that, that wouldn't make it safe or for him to feel safe doing that. What does the NBA do at this point? And so I think this is, you know, really timely from our conversation yesterday yeah. coming out and getting an, an, an idea of how many players maybe feel that way. 
Yeah, and I wonder if it's just kind of gauging, you know, the, the obviously the Players Association and the NBA would like everyone playing. That means more money is coming in, and that's going to be very important because we don't know what is going to happen with the salary cap. And a guy like Jared Dudley has been very transparent, I think is the right word to use, on Twitter loud. about all of this. Yeah, loud too. I was going to say vocal, but like he's kind of pulling you know, behind been. the curtain a little bit and being honest about his thinking and what he sees going forward. And he was tweeting, uh, you know, yesterday and today about it saying, you know, we've got to think about the future long term here. And yes, maybe we don't feel safe in the short term, but if you want to have a high salary cap and the ability to make a lot of money, well, then we need to play because there's a lot at stake here. It's not just this season. It's potentially three, four, five years down the line because no one is ready for this sort of thing. You know, as Adam Silver said, the NBA, the CBA is not designed with this in mind whatsoever. And it's not. No, no business is designed with this no. in mind in any capacity. So you, I wonder if they're just trying to gauge Except how Bill much- Gates, whatever Bill Gates was doing. He was ready for this like months and months yeah. ago. He was, he was, <laughs> he was ready. Everyone else maybe. is not ready. Yeah, no. And we could all, if only we were all like Bill Gates for what, a variety of reasons there. Just his fashion sense is what I want. I saw a picture of him just literally like waiting in line at like a burger stand on like a Tuesday night, like just waiting for his order outside his like non fancy car. And it's like, okay, you know, maybe he's just like, yeah, his fashion is just like one of us. Um, It's the question I ask myself a lot. This is completely off of everything, but what would you do if you had no concerns about like, financial ramifications for anything like how would you live your life right it's it's a a question to ask yourself yeah no that's i mean look to be honest i haven't worn pants since i've been stuck inside during all (laughs) there are bigger questions to ask i mean basketball (laughs) shorts i'm not like naked here but i have not worn pants during all this time i wonder if that would be pretty similar to to, like you know but i was like oh cool um I forgot what we were talking about. Jared Dudley, something with that, and like players and not being, you know, the CBA not being prepared for this sort of thing. So I wonder if they're just trying to gauge, are we going to have a lot of pushback on this? And that does that then mean we need to spend a lot of time and effort making sure these guys play because money coming in is kind of important. That's the point I'm trying to make. I, I, yeah. I rounded back there. Well, if it comes back and so they're trying to get a, the, Woj's tweet said the union's trying to gauge broader sentiment of its 400 plus players. There's 450 NBA players. And maybe if they get a, a hundred back that say they're not safe, then maybe they, they prod into those players and, and ask yeah. them. And maybe that means it wouldn't be anonymous, but maybe they ask them what are their concerns and try to address the specific concerns. And maybe they're going that route, or maybe they're just trying to get an idea of yeah. you know, where the player association stands and actually polling the players on this. Now, I would imagine that this will be maybe one of the bigger points of do we get a remainder of the season in the playoffs or not? Because if you do get significant opposition to this, it's tough to find a way where we see more basketball. You know, MLB is kind of going through something like this right now where they're putting something in front of the players and like, what if the players reject that and you hit this sort of stalemate? That's going to delay things. You know, we're still three, four months away maybe from basketball being played in, in some capacity, but... This is maybe the thing that means, you know, we might have a a resolution on this sooner rather than later if they all say no. Uh, This is just from Chris Haynes. He said, LeBron, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Giannis, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Steph Curry held a private conference call on Monday and established United Front in favor of resuming the season. So, Uh, Which makes sense. And getting Kawhi on board there is probably a big thing. All of that. I mean, that's that's the that's the whole NBA, right? If you assume that all the players underneath them will follow their lead, 
uh, man, that's a that's a huge section of, of, of NBA players. Yeah. Like, that is a lot of that is a lot of say. That's the Players Association president. That's LeBron. That's Kawhi. That's Durant. I mean, that's a it's a huge voice in the NBA. And so uh, I don't, I'm not sure now. If the, I don't think we'll have players yeah, say that is, they don't uh, want to. Right? They'll have some, they'll have some holdouts, right? But yeah, absolutely. You know, I look if I were on a on a bad team, not in there, I might be like, do I really need to risk all of this, even if it's like very small? <laughs> does, but if does you, Terry Rozier really need to come back and play his five games? <laughs> yeah, something like that. You know, but you still do have a guy like Steph Curry who's not in the playoffs right now. Yeah, being like, yes, we want to play, and I think that you know says something. So there you go. We resolved this immediately during all of this. <laughs> but to back to the CBA point is that if. They go through the 60 days and they don't resume the season at all. The CBA could get scrapped. And all of a sudden you're, you're starting in a completely different place. And then that, like Jared Dudley has been saying, that could affect money. And so maybe these players are getting together to try and voice that to, you know, players underneath. It, it doesn't, it's going to affect Steph Curry, you know, if the NBA doesn't play, right? It's yeah, gonna, no, it's no, absolutely. Him That's in a that great point. And so it's, there's always kind of the divide between like the top of the line players who are making tons and tons of money, then the guys in the middle, which is kind of a little, you know, much smaller, and then the people way at the bottom, and they all have competing interests and concerns. So you're right, maybe this isn't kind of as cut as dry as it could be, and we'll see where this goes from here. But yeah, all of the, you know, LeBron has a vested interest in trying to win a title this year, even if you, you know, determine whether or not, you know, it counts or doesn't. So we'll see where this one goes, but it seems like, you know, things are in motion to try and get us more of a basketball season. And if the players are starting to buy in, I certainly feel a little bit better about all of that. So coming up in the show, we'll be talking about the Suns and Robert Sarver being Robert Sarver, along with Jason Tatum in this, and then have some fun with the Space Jam website. Before we do that, though, today's show brought to you by Built Bar. These things are awesome. I've been using these and eating these for lunch every day the past week, and I actually just put in a new order to have more shipped to me. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with amazing flavors. I think the uh, salted caramel is my favorite one right now that are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, easy to chew. You don't have to chug down a glass of water or some sort of drink to get rid of that awful taste, that chalkiness with it. They've got, you know, depending on which one you get, 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams net carbs. There's some with 15 grams of protein and 110 calories. Basically, they're seven times better for you than competitive bars on the market. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. I just did it literally yesterday, and the customer service on just placing an order has been awesome. So make sure you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. So the Suns are being the Suns in a story that came out in The Athletic uh, yesterday, talking about how in the 2017 draft with Jason Tatum out there, he had an amazing workout with the Suns in front of then head coach Earl Watson, which by the way is like three head coaches ago, two head coaches ago for the Suns. And I was both surprised and not surprised when I look back on the Suns' recent history. You look at that, like, Man, like, that oh, is yeah. a couple of coaches ago, but yeah, and it's not that long ago that this was a, was was a thing. And he had an amazing workout where he shot forty three, made forty threes in a row. And Robert Sarver steps in and just goes, "Okay, we're done here. What else can you do?" Which, like, saying it like that sounds like so demeaning and awful. And I'm sure I'm like overacting this a little bit, but that's the gist of the story. And then. Uh, Earl Watson goes on to say, that was the guy we wanted to draft and we should have traded up to try and get him. And Sarver was like, no, that's not going to happen because he's too redundant with Devin Booker. And did they do the same to Cam Johnson? That's my first question. Did Robert Sarver step in and ask the same question about Cam Johnson? 
Like, Sorry, Cam. The the whole thing, I was like ready to come on this and just make fun of the Suns and Sarver because like it's the it's low hanging fruit. It's easy to do. I like making fun of other teams on this show. And then I realized they were never going to draft uh, Tatum anyway. They had the fourth pick. Boston had number one there. They traded with the 76ers to move back to three where they took him. He was never making it past three. So unless the Suns were willing to trade up to get this guy, which like I just don't see that being a thing the Suns would do. Not really much of a story to me, but it is kind of funny to make fun of Sarver and all this and the like, okay, cool, you can make three, so what? <laughs> yeah, it, it goes, you know, it adds more to the lore of, you know, the goat in the office. It adds to, you know, Earl Watson's <laughs> coaching stint. He only coached three games into that next season, by the way, which I thought was was very yeah. interesting. Um, the difference between Jason Tatum and Josh Jackson is significant it's and significant. If, if they could have made some kind of trade to get up maybe they trade with the lakers uh at two which it seems unlikely since they were so dead set on lonzo ball maybe yep. they maybe they make the trade with um with boston to go up to one instead of instead of philly uh, maybe that's what it turns into because that always was happening around that time yeah um but you start looking at this sun's team you say okay if they were able to get jason tatum what would their team look like now and today yeah, no, it's it kind of makes you have this big, you know, what if, and that's kind of the theme of what we're doing here on the Locked On Podcast Network this week, a lot of what ifs, and this is kind of one of them that came out, you know, perfectly timed for everything because, you know, the sun started to look a little bit good this year, and you've had moments where it's like, okay, what, what do you really do with Devin Booker, and if there is some skill overlap, there's to some degree maybe that's not a bad thing since you're kind of unsure of exactly what he is. We've seen point Booker at times. We've seen not point Booker at times, you know, could you slide him into that role and let Jason Tatum play off of him? I don't know. It's kind of weird to see what this team could look like, but certainly you might feel like they're in playoff contention, you know, by the time the season hit its suspended point this year, if he was on that team right now. Yeah. And this, the Suns did have future draft assets. They could throw mm-hmm. at this. It's not like it was impossible for them to trade up at, you know, where they were, I think. Um, so, so they, if they draft Tatum, then they have a team of essentially, it's just, it's basically just Booker Tatum and TJ Warren, right? Every, yeah. Everybody else on that Suns team, I don't know. They're not really there anymore. You have your Marquise Chris's and <laughs> Dragon Benders, but they didn't end up turning in anything. Your next draft is when they get number one and they take eight with Booker and a, a rookie Tatum. Are they still bad enough to get the number one pick? That's the question. Um, and then if they if they're not and they don't get the number one pick, then you're talking about could they be, you know, it could it be Booker, uh, Tatum, Bagley, Booker, Tatum, Jaron Jackson, Booker, Tatum, Luca. That would be. I was like, wild. how are you, how are you doing here? Enough. Thinking about that. <laughs> if Sarver didn't want to, to shoot, you know, just somebody shooting threes, then I don't think he would he he would go for uh, Luca. But Trey Young, Mobamba, like where do they go? in the draft if they have Booker and Tatum, and let's say they have like a top five pick in 2018. Yeah, I think it's safe to say top five. You're right, that's a very good question of like, it's it's not just those two guys together, it's who do they add in the draft the next season? And I, I don't know, I'm sorry, Suns fans who are listening to this right now, probably <laughs> just make you feel too, too great with all that. Because you're right, it would be entirely different. It's interesting that Tatum did not want to go to the Boston Celtics, he says, either in this, because they had been coming off a very good season. He didn't feel like, he would have much of a role on there. And obviously he says everything worked out. The other thing that I found kind of interesting from this is that like Earl Watson really got him to buy in on being there. He said he wanted to go to the Suns. He seemed to build a very good 
uh, rapport with with Watson right in the beginning of everything. And then they fired that head coach who seemed to build a lot of trust with his players very quickly. And getting guys in that buy-in that early on is something that's kind of rare, which maybe that's where we make fun of the Suns for on this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Earl Watson would have kept his job. No. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you start looking at that team and you say, okay, well, if they could have gotten Jaron Jackson Jr. in that next draft, all of a sudden you have Booker, Tatum, Jaron Jackson Jr., you go to the 2019 draft, they had the sixth pick. Are they still there at sixth? They end up trading that pick to Minnesota for Cam Johnson and Dario Saric. Do they stay sixth? Do they take you know somebody else on the board like a Brandon Clark? Do they take P.J. Washington? Uh, they could take any number of players. But all of a sudden, you're, you're building a team. That's pretty good. That's a pretty yeah. good future, too. <laughs> yeah, they, they look a whole lot different. And I wonder what we think. Uh, I think the Celtics would still be fine with everything but yeah kind of makes you wonder a little bit though uh on how this all could have gone so there's your kind of what if with the suns the celtics tatum and a number of other players that you you've pulled into this maybe the mavs aren't exactly what they are if all of a sudden luca's not how, there how dare you yeah i know come how on dare now you? <laughs> on, the, on the Celtics side though without jason tatum and maybe they take Fultz or you know they take somebody else do they do they feel as confident with their young players to move on from you know Kyrie or to move on from Al Horford or something like that are they still stuck in their window like that that's an interesting thought too or how how much more aggressive do they get in on the Anthony Davis sweepstakes you know mm. they were they were in negotiations with that they couldn't do anything up to that trade deadline but they ended up not really being a big factor when he was traded to the Lakers because they just didn't want to give up some of those pieces they, and they almost had too many assets things. for their own good they didn't make a they didn't make a good enough move right like they yeah. had too many assets that they were like well we can't get rid of them and then they just kept them all yeah ex no exactly so it's the the whole you know landscape of league changes so that's your big what if for the week so coming up we will talk about the space jam website this is going to be fun because it is the most ridiculous thing you've seen in a very long time before we do that though today's show also brought to you by blinkist we're all stuck inside. You want to use this time to kind of work on self-improvement, make the most of it. It's nice to sit down on the couch and just relax, but you can make a better use of this time. And Blinkist has been my secret weapon during this whole time. It's really unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser, basically anywhere there is internet. And it's going to take the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Make the most of your time right now, and Blinkist is the easiest way to do it. I like it because I can get on there, learn everything I need to know in 15 minutes, and then start applying that to my everyday life. It's been a wonderful thing. So with Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com MBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash MBA to start your seven-day free trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash MBA. All right, let's have a little fun. Nick, I need you to go to SpaceJam.com and tell me what you see. What would you expect if I said go to SpaceJam.com? I would assume that it was updated with uh, LeBron. Some picture that that you know press photo of LeBron, like Spring Hill Entertainment had taken it over in some capacity, or it was uh, a porn site, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, one of those two. Yeah, that's it's a good been point. turned into something else, right? 
Yeah, you would not expect the same website from 1996 that, that straight up looks like it is from 1996. I'm, I'm looking at it here on the second monitor I have when I use when I record, and like it is not built for like modern resolution or anything like that whatsoever. I had a web design class in high school. I think my senior year of high school, I took a web design class, and it looks like a website that I had made in my web design class. Yeah, like you could easily do better than this with like almost no experience, right? Now. You get one of those cookie cutter websites, and they're gonna build you something that looks a little bit better. Honestly, it looks this. like a MySpace page in some in some places. I'm I'm a little bit older than you, so I'd go with like GeoCities or something like that if you know what that is. But yeah, it's basically the <laughs> same same idea as that. It is still the same website from 1996, and it is exactly the same. Like, you can click on it and try and go to the Stellar Souvenirs thing, which I guess is a little planet that you click on. And, like, there's screensavers. There are browser icons, which I don't actually really know what that is. They have something called jam posters. And instead of, instead of like, wallpaper, they call it backboard patterns. And they're horrible. <laughs> they're horrible. They are very bad. The whole, the whole, like there's different pages where there's background pictures and it tries to look like stars, but it's just repeating the same image over and over and over again. So there's an obvious pattern with the stars. And then there's just red text over it that says like a thing. <laughs> it's like, like this is a bio of a player. It's, it's so, I'm just looking at it. I'm like clicking on different things. Like you all need to check this out. Like go there right now while you're listening to this because it's pretty ridiculous. I'm going to click on the planet b-ball section and it's like it's got the stars background and then it's just this red text that like you can't really read because it doesn't work over the pattern too well and it's amazing to me um so yeah there you go there, it's there's full bios on on many of the people in the in the actual movie there's full there's bios on players where it just has one line of their statistics and then it just has their height and weight and stuff on players like barkley is on there mugsy bogues jordan and then there's like a four page long bio of Bugs Bunny that I'm about to read while you're talking. So the best thing is, and this ties into the last dance where they talked about Space Jam in one of the episodes this past weekend. There is something, I, I, it's taken me, I figured out what it is now. It's, it's just the QTVR of the Jordan Dome and on this awful green background that I think has like an outline of a basketball net, it goes, how's this for virtual reality? <laughs> Virtual reality in 96 is very different than it is today. It goes, oh, Michael Jordan's dome away from home. Click on any of the images below to access both inline and downloadable versions of the QuickTime VR files. I'm guessing they mean online. Um, and I've pulled up the movie of this, and I don't even think it plays on like one of my movie players here. No, it doesn't. So whatever this file is doesn't work on like modern computers. So there you go. This is still a thing that exists on the internet and it is worth checking it out over at spacejam.com. This is uh so in the Bugs Bunny bio, it talks about part of Bugs' great achievement has been to establish a strong personality who can exist for seven minutes at a time. Show us his facet of his personality. Uh, and talks about how like the Looney Tunes cartoons were only like seven minutes. And then it said that the trick was not to sustain seven minutes, but to live for 50 years. <laughs> and once you sustain 56 years of amazing popularity in one generation after the world, it's hardly likely you're going to have much trouble sustaining a 90 minute feature. This was, so this is the, this is the, the Looney Tunes first movie. And apparently there was concern that they wouldn't be able to hold people's attention for a whole movie. Interesting. Okay. Interesting <laughs> look back at the, at the time. I found a section that says basketball tips plus terms. How well do you know Ooh. how to play basketball? Do you know how to play basketball as well as Michael Jordan? 
I'm going to say, given the last dance, the answer is no for most people. If you read these tips, you will, though. So if you want to be as good as Mike here, you've just got to read this list of looks like 10 tips. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of the tips is when playing defense, slide from side to side to cover your opposing player. Do not cross your legs. It's helpful to practice sliding on the court. This was a website they put out for people. I'm kind of like stunned by this a little bit. Stay well below the ball and one step back on defense. You can adjust your position quickly and cover the ball more readily. Like, I guess that one's kind of useful. I guess. Go go look at the site. It's amazing. It's uh, it's making me happy right now looking through all these. Yeah, I know. I, I hope that they just update the site to look exactly, basically like this, but with the new Space Jam movie that will be coming out. There's a whole section called Photos from the Film, and it's just screenshots of the the video, of, of, the, of movie, the movie, yeah. which I'm assuming are going to be like, there's a coloring book on there too somewhere. Oh, there's a whole section called the press box, which is for media to, to ask for requests and things. And it says there's no Space Jam news at the moment. Which is a lot. We just got like the updated, <laughs> didn't he show off the hat in like a weird video or something the other day? Who do you think has access to still edit this page? Right? How is like, LeBron's people like not taking over this thing like immediately? That just seems like a huge oversight. Spacejam.com. Like <laughs> the, the most basic thing, you have a movie coming out. Is there like spacejam2.com? I'm almost scared to type this in. That is not a thing. <laughs> I know we're like both like just living in the moment here stuff space jam yeah okay there you go so that's like your fun thing to do while you're stuck inside for for yes. the day is go to spacejam.com and check it out it is pretty ridiculous you'll have some fun just to look at clicking it. it's so it looks like it's straight from 96 which like it is because they haven't touched like when was the last time this got updated 96 it's it literally says it at the bottom it says copyright 1996 trademark just, well, yeah and just like november on there too and it's just text it's not like a layout or anything yeah it's it's pretty wild so there you go it's like the most retro thing you're gonna see because it literally is still stuck in that period <laughs> probably as good of a spot to end the podcast today i think with everyone now having something to do so thank you all for listening to the Wednesday edition of Locked on NBA. Support the sponsors, BuiltBar.com. I literally did just order these the other day. They're coming in like two days, and I am excited, as well as Blinkist. And as always, on Wednesday, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and the host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast. I'm Nick Angstead, host of Locked on Mavericks, and I'm at Nick Van Exit on Twitter. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with you all next week.